Hey everybody, on today's Contractor Growth Network, we are talking about why you must niche down your services to provide only the best for your clients. Full episodes of the Contractor Growth Network podcast are available now on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. This is this taking on every project that you can. This is common in every business for the most part, right? Especially contracting, um, marketing, it's also very large. It's, it's very widespread where when you first start off, you don't care what the project is. If you can do it, you need money in the door. Otherwise, you're, how are you going to put food on the table? So you start off like that. You start off doing the stuff that you don't want to do, but it allows you to make some money. It allows you to hire a crew and you know, now you're off to the races. You got a business, but there's a certain point that, you know, if you keep it with this wide net, then it's, it actually starts to hurt you because one, you end up taking on projects that you don't want to do because people do not look at you as the leader here. And two, your actual uh, profitability and scalability drops because when you have to essentially have somebody who's really good and efficient at plumbing and roofing and also build a custom home, it's so all over the place that how can you really get good and get efficient at one thing? Like imagine if the people at Chipotle had to not only learn how to wrap burritos, they also had to learn how to fry up chicken, make pancakes, and you know do like like fish and, and chips. Like you can't. You really don't allow for that that person to, to even get good at it. Like you're shooting yourself in the foot in so many avenues. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody is at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Think about the burden you're now putting on your crew. Mm-hmm. Think about the crew that, well, yeah, we're trying to stay employed and we're not trying to stay busy, but at the same time is last week we did a kitchen remodel and where we, you know, we were doing all these crazy things with tile and, and installing this and that. But now, you know, this week I'm doing a, a pergola and I'm like, well, I mean, yes, there's some marginal crossover, but at the same time is I haven't got the reps on doing this. Like you, you're putting me in a bad spot. And it's, it's just silly for us to think that the customer is gonna buy any differently than you and I buy. I do not plan on going to Apple to buy any food. I don't, I don't, I don't plan on going and, and saying, hey, where, where can I buy the best cuisine from Apple? I know that's a total off-branding, but the idea is I know better, right? Because it's right. very clear that if I want something technology-wise, I'm gonna go to Apple. And Apple, on top of that, they only sell a handful of products. An iPhone, a laptop, computer, iPad, and like headphones, and a watch, and a, and a watch, and then like a pencil. But you know, you we like they're like the biggest model for like. They, first off, they're the largest company in the world, first to ever hit the trillion mark. I think they're now at two trillion, um, and they only really sell a couple dozen products. But of those couple dozen products, it's really like the same product just in different colors. And you know exactly where to go to get these. You know products. where to go. You know how to make it all work. So that's a huge part of it is you don't have to be a Walmart. You don't have to sell everything under the sun. And the way Walmart is profitable is because of the fact that they just, is such a huge inventory. The volume. 
It's a volume game there. And so I like and, and here's another aspect of it. I talked to um, a guy today that we're about to, you know, start the website and stuff for, and he was asking me, he's like, how he said my my hometown only really has a hundred thousand people here. How you know, I want to get up into the larger city that has nine hundred thousand. How do I show up there? And I was like, okay, first off, how many people in your town actually know you? Are you a household name? He was like, well, not as much as I should be. I'm like, okay. So as we're working through this, we started to realize that where he wanted to take his business, who he wanted to help, how much money he he wanted to make, that's all very, very, very possible in his own hometown. He didn't need to go somewhere else. So I also see a lot of contractors do the same thing where they're saying stuff like, well, I want to expand into the big city. Okay, well, you don't live in the big city. You live in Podunk, nowhere, which is totally cool because that's the lifestyle that you chose. It's very hard to get into those larger areas that are far away from you, but yet your neighbors don't even know that you exist. So why would you spend, and I, I know the reason why, but the idea is why would you spend all that extra energy and effort to try to go go somewhere big versus just focusing on your own area right there? Thanks for listening to the Contractor Growth Network podcast. If you want to learn more about pre-qualified leads, fewer objections, and higher profits, join our Facebook group, Common Sense Contracting, and spend more time with your family and not with these tire kickers.